you already know what time it is. It's the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 26. This shit hard. Let's go. Hope everybody's had a great week. Hope everybody's having a good day out there. Hey, 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 Five. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 26 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Denzel. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, who supports. Thank you to everyone who's active and engaging on the social media platforms. Thank you to all the essential workers out there, busting their ass, battling this COVID, haven't had a day off. And thank you to all the people out there continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. Always, always, always have to start the show with the thank yous. The thank yous are very, 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 very important. Very important to start the thank yous. We're going to have a great, great, great show today. Fully packed. I'm in an amazing mood. I'm in a tremendous mood. Let's go. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was Turn Me On by Kevin Little off his self-titled debut album, Kevin Little. Um, Man, what a track, man. That's one of those songs that can always just put you in a good mood. Like there's just certain songs that even if it's in the summer, if it's in the winter, if it's in the fall, it doesn't matter what season, doesn't matter what time of day. It's just one of those songs, at least for me, like every time it comes on, it puts me like in a good mood because every time I've heard that song, it was always associated with like fun and having a good time and being out and, you know, just hanging out, having a great time. Like especially in the summertime, if you go out a local barbecue or, you know, if you want to go to the club or whatever and Turn Me On comes on, everyone just gets in a good mood. It's one of those songs. So shout out to Kevin Little, man. It's COVID outside, man. It's quarantine. It's still all this coronavirus stuff, but it's still a hot New York summer, man. So shout out to Kevin Little, man. I appreciate the song. I appreciate the memories created with that song, man. Shout out to Kevin Little. Now, before I start anything, I got to play you something. I got to play a nice clip. Um, <laughs> um, You know, it's a hot New York summer out here still with all the quarantines, with all the COVID, with all the shit that's going on it's still a hot new york summer so uh, i gotta bring back my guy jim jones he has a new weatherman jim report about how hot it is <laughs> out in new york and that shit it just every time he does his little weatherman joints it makes me laugh so much so i definitely have to spread it with you guys i have to put it on the pod so this is jim jones um he usually does this on his instagram account um, as weatherman Jim. Listen, Mike, the weather is it's hot than a motherfucker, you heard? It's hotter than Satan with a snorkel on and some long johns, bitch, you heard? It's motherfucking 93 degrees out here. 
it's hotter in New York than it is in Miami. Miami's like 86. Cali lacking, they on 66. Shout out to Chicago, it's 93. Stay cool out there in Chicago. You niggas don't know how to act when it get too hot. <laughs> For you fellas, man, change the sneakers, bro. Don't wear them same hot ass sneakers you had on yesterday, bro. Let them shit, let them shit air out. And for my ladies wearing them little ass slippers with the thong between the toe, your heels is looking dirty. Oh. Wash them shits up and get a new pair of slippers. You hurt? That's the weather for today, your boy Jones. It's hotter than fuck out here. Try to stay cool, people. You hurt? Catch you on the next one. Shout out to Jim Jones, man. I love those shits. I love those joints. Every time I see one of them, he's always like, he always makes sure he's like he's in a different scenario. So like for that one, because obviously it's just the audio. He was like in the swimming pool with a pair of sunglasses on, on one of those little floaties, just talking shit into his phone. Or when the snow's outside, he goes out, he steps in the snow, he gives the reports. Like, I really like that shit. That shit is really funny to me, of course, to me. You guys probably be like, what the fuck is this? But like, I think that shit is really funny. Like, shout out to Jim Jones, man. Shout out to Jim Jones, setting the tone. <laughs> setting the tone. Shout out to Jim Jones. Now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast, Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York, the borough that I love. So, your Bronx fact for today is, founded in 2007, the Bronx Freedom Fund was the first of its kind effort to disrupt the injustice of cash bail in New York City by posting bail for thousands of low-income co- low New Yorkers incarcerated before trial. Through its decade-long effort to transform pre-trial justice in New York, the Bronx Freedom Fund reunited thousands of families separated by bail while pioneering the revolving bail fund model as a tool in the fight against mass incarceration and the criminalization of race and poverty. That is your Bronx fact for episode number 26. Yes! Yes! Damn, son, where'd you find this? Before I get into my top topics for today, I just want to say again, um, the murderers of Breonna Taylor are still free men. Um, their names, instead of using the cover of the cops, I'm going to give you their names. Um, their names are, uh, Brett Hankinson, John Mattingly, and Miles Cosgrove. The three murderers of Breonna Taylor are still free men. Only one of these men was fired from their job. I believe that was Brett Hankinson who was fired. Um, but criminal charges have not been erased against these three gentlemen. They are all three free men. Um, and the attorney general in the state of Kentucky doesn't appear like he is. I don't know, interested. I don't even know the word, but um, they are still free men. And um, I'm just encouraging. I just want to keep it, keep the narrative alive. I don't want it to die like. The fact that these men are still free and um, no criminal charges have been erased Um, just so, you know, it's still in the in the um, 
I guess in the conscience of, of people, you know, because the way things move, you know, something fucked up happens, but then something more fucked up happens and then you forget about the first fucked up thing. I just don't want that to be lost. So arrest these men who have killed, who took Brianna Taylor's life. Their names again are Brett Hankinson, John Mattingly and Miles Cosgrove. All right, so we're getting right to the shits. Our top topic today is of in my sports lane dealing with the NBA, but it's not about the games. It's not about any of the stats or anything like that. It's about uh, uh, an occurrence that happened uh, at the beginning of the resumed NBA season. So um, in order to resume the NBA season that was interrupted by the coronavirus pandemic, the NBA created a bubble which is a isolation zone with strict rules to protect its players uh, within it um, to prevent the, the influx or the spread of the COVID to stop the season again, basically. Um, the bubble is located in Orlando, Florida at the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, in the environment, there is no visitation. There are strict guidelines for social distancing. There's mask mandates and rigorous COVID testing. Now, to the NBA's credit, the bubble environment has been extremely effective. Um, we've been able to resume play um, due to, you know, the enclosed area and the, where the virus cannot come in or can't leave um, in, in the most layman of terms. And on July 30th, um, I'm recording this on August the 1st. So two days ago, July the 30th was the official restart and there were no positive tests for COVID-19 in the bubble. So clearly it is a great idea that is being executed very well. Now, how does this lead to what I want to talk about uh, in terms of the NBA bubble? I have to bring your attention to the Los Angeles Clippers guard named Lou Williams. Now, first, who is Lou Williams? Lou Williams is an NBA player, as I mentioned, for the L.A. Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers. He's a 15-year NBA veteran, and he's most known for his ability to score. Like, he's a he is a bona fide killer offensively. Like, he has all the moves. He has a sweet jump shot. Great. Uh, he's very fast, good crossover. Like, he can get buckets. So, the, the Clippers use him, and he's been used throughout his career as instant offense. Basically, that means... He, bring, he comes off the bench. He doesn't play. He doesn't start the games, but he comes off the bench and he's immediately able to affect the game because he just knows how to score. Like he is one of the best scorers in the league. And um, in his career, he has won three NBA six man of the year awards, which means the best player off the bench. And um, like he's he's cool, too. I don't uh, you know, maybe people not that familiar with him, but like he's a super cool guy. He's real mellow. His voice doesn't even go that high. Like, he doesn't have a high octave voice. He's a real chill dude. Like, he's cool. He's a cool guy, in my opinion. And he has a little bit of a le- a little bit of a legendary reputation, if you will. Um, while he was playing with the Toronto Raptors, I believe in 2015 it was. I believe it was 2015. Drake, the most popular rapper in the world, uh, made a song about him called six man off his album if you're reading this it's too late um basically the song was about lou will and um just to show you how ill he is um i'm gonna play a snippet of the song but the the gist of the song was uh 
<laughs> it was about Lou Will's six man award trophies. And it was about how allegedly Lou Will had two girlfriends at the same time. So uh, let me just play the snippet for you. So it's a brief snippet just to show you what Drake is rapping about as he's rapping about Lou Williams. So this is Six Man by Drake. Yeah. 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 Booming out something there like Lou Will. Six men like Lou Will. Two girls and they get along like on, like on Lou Will. I just got the new deal. I am in the Matrix and I just took the blue pill. Lou Will is a lit individual. Let me just say that. Um, the lyrics, if you guys didn't understand what Drake was saying, he said, booming out of South Gwinnett like Lou Will. That was the high school that Lou Williams went to, South Gwinnett. Booming out of South Gwinnett like Lou Will. Six men like Lou Will. Two girls and they get along like I'm, like I'm Lou Will. Like, that's fire. <laughs> that's fire. <laughs> so, Lou Williams is a lit individual. Let me just say that. He's a cool, he's a real cool, mellow guy from the things that I see, like when he talks, does interviews, and hangs out with people and stuff. He's a real cool guy, but he's also a very lit individual. So, um, basically, what that what happened was, we know the bubble, and we know Lou Will. So, what happened was, Lou Will announced that he, well, he told the team that he needed to step away from the bubble. And he needed to step away from the bubble for family reasons. Um, according to Williams, according to sources, I'm sorry, Williams told the NBA investigators he attended a viewing for Paul G. Williams, which is, I believe, a close family friend of his. Um, uh, 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 the viewing of this man, Paul G. Williams, ended around 6 p.m. on Thursday. Then sources told ESPN that Williams had been interviewed by Enid NBA security about his whereabouts while away from the campus. And he told them he went to Magic City Strip Club in Atlanta for a short time on Thursday, but there were no entertainers present while he was there. Um, sources say that Williams treated a, tweeted a photo of Paul Williams on Friday with the caption, Long Live Pops. And on Friday, Lou Williams wrote in a tweet, ask any of my teammates what my favorite restaurant in Atlanta is. Ain't nobody partying. Chill out. LOL. Hashtag mask on. Hashtag in and out. So if, you know, that's true, he went. He had a, a, a he went to a viewing for a close family friend. I'm shout out to the NBA for allowing him to do that, you know, because that's, you know, NBA is just a, a job. It's a high profile job, but it's just a job. Your family is what really matters. So shout out to them for doing that. And if he just went there, you know, because most places do curbside or uh, delivery pickup. You know, if he just went there for the food and left, cool. Like, what's the big deal? That's what I didn't get when I first seen it. I was like, all right, he went and got food from Magic City. Okay, so like, I didn't, I didn't think much of it. And then he tweeted like, I just went in, got my shit, and I left. Like, so I didn't think much of it. So then, three days later or so, the NBA says that they've placed Lou Williams in a ten-day quarantine after the Clippers guard was investigated by the league for what he did while on an excused absence. So I said to myself, I said, oh, so this must be a little more serious. Like, cause I'm just thinking, okay, he went to this, to the funeral. He, um, then he went to go get food and then he came back like, or he stayed, you know, at his, his house or his hotel or whatever. And then he made his way back. But then this is where the real shit happens. Um, 
The league announced that Williams was on a quarantine on Sunday, three days after Williams was photographed. This is this is the issue. This is when when Williams was photographed by rapper Jack Harlow at an Atlanta strip club. Harlow quickly deleted the post from his Instagram story and tweeted on Friday. That was an old pic of me and Lou. And I was just reminiscing because I miss him. So Jack Harlow is a, a rapper. Uh, he's kind of popular right now. He has a song called What's Poppin. Um, he's white. I have to make sure I say that he's a white rapper. And when he posted the picture of Lou Will, obviously he quickly the, the he deleted it. But then he tweeted and said that was an old picture. But in the picture, Lou Williams is wearing the mask that was given to him in the NBA bubble. It's an NBA Orlando bubble exclusive mask. So <laughs> it can't be an old picture because the bubble just happened. So. <laughs> all I, what i have to say about this the most part is you can't trust white people this is what that you can't trust white people white people are gonna get you got they're gonna get you in trouble all you have to do you see lou will if that's your man so you're saying you reminiscing because you miss him dap him up what's good lou enjoy the adult entertainment together in the city of magic and don't take no fucking pictures that's police shit that's police shit. And I'm not trying to say it like it's serious, but it's police shit. Don't be taking no pictures of me while I'm enjoying my night. Especially, you know that I'm an NBA player and I'm supposed to be in this bubble. Don't be out here taking no pictures, no cameras. Come on, man. No cameras. You can't trust. See, you can't trust white people, man. You can't trust them. You can't trust them. They're going to get you got. Because Jack Harlow right now chilling right now. He probably at Magic City. He's going to be at there. He's going to be there tonight. Lou Will all in trouble now. So <laughs> that's, that is the main thing that I want to stress. Lou Will is a lit individual. You, you know. If you know anything about him or anything about basketball, anything about his life outside of basketball. The problem that he made, the mistake that he made was he went for some adult entertainment in the city of magic, forgot that there was a white fed, <laughs> a white fed on the prowl and got him on camera, shaking my head. Um, but also what I learned within this whole thing about like just how lit Lou Will is, Lou Will is so lit that the strip club magic city, or as I'm calling the city of magic has a, a, uh, uh, um, a menu item named after him. It's uh, chicken wings, because I believe Magic City is very famous for their chicken wings. Um, and I seen a picture of how they look. It's lemon pepper barbecue. I believe it's called Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue. Fam, that shit look good. That shit looks good. Like, so <laughs> he not only. Left the NBA bubble, went to his service, but then he said, yo, fuck it, I'm going to the strip club. He also has a fucking menu item at the City of Magic. This man is a lit individual. Like, everybody was upset and in their feelings and shit. Oh, how can he do this to his team? Blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking like, yo, this man is a fucking legend. <laughs> this man is a legend. So, um... I'm going to just play you some of the uh, the commentary from the talking heads of sports media, Stephen A. Smith. And I'm going to play you um, Stephen A. Smith and Kenny Smith. 
and it's just jokes. Like, I really don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I understand, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the bubble was created, and he violated the rule of the bubble, but he's a lit individual. Like, so I can't really even say, like, man, whatever. Like, if some whack player did it, like, if some bench player or some B-team player did that shit, I would be tight. Nigga, you don't even play. You doing all this bullshit. But Lou Will is Lou Will. Like, so here's Stephen A. Smith first, and then here's Kenny Smith after. Um, they just really just cracking jokes about the Lou Will situation. Y'all gonna have to forgive me for for <laughs> for, for being a little bit left because I didn't have an opportunity to, to to get my laughter out about Lou Williams. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't have a chance to get that out last week when <laughs> when the brother. <laughs> I just try to, I just need to get that out, you know what I'm saying? I mean I I tried to tell y'all you know, I tried to tell y'all weeks ago, Jay. I said, look, man, you know, I mean recreational activities. I mean I didn't know it was gonna involve Magic City and so wings, you know what I'm saying? But, but it is what it is. I'm just saying, I mean all I can do I'm not even mad at him, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even mad at him. It was just hilarious. Say 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 what? See, yeah, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, me personally, me personally, it would have been wings. Me personally, it would have been wings. But I'm just saying, it was just hilarious to me. It was just hilarious to me that that actually happened. Not only did you leave, but you went to Magic City. And not even you go to Magic City, you take a picture. And then you got people in your camp trying to deny that the picture was coming. But you had on the bubble mask that was given to you in Orlando. <laughs> you just can't make this stuff up, man. It was hilarious. It really was. Stephen A. is great, man. Stephen A. Smith is great. Like, he's one of my favorite sports uh, uh, analysts or com commentators or whatever the word is. Like, he's really funny, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, after after Stephen A., uh, here's Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith uh, is um, works for TNT, the Inside the NBA show with Shaquille O'Neal, um, Ernie Johnson, and Charles Barkley. This is what Kenny had to say about Lou Williams' um, uh, Lou Williams' absence from the bubble. Y'all need to get off Lou Will. No, I'm not getting off him because I'm the only thing I said it in break. The man, hey, he tried to fool everybody. He was going there for the wings. No, first of all, he went he went there for the legs and the thighs. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going there for the legs. Hey, he ain't going there for the legs. What he going there for, Kenny? What he going there for the legs and the thighs? All jokes, man. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go in there for the wings. He went in there for the legs and the thighs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Shout out to Lou Will. He's a tremendous basketball player and an even more lit individual. And I, this inspires me, man. I swear, when COVID, like, when it's really become safe to do activities... Like, I got some places, man, on the list that I want to go, man. The City of Magic is a place that I want to go. I want to I want to be I want to go to the City of Magic. I need to I need some magic in my life. For real, for real. And I didn't have a chance to hit Sin City before it closed in New York in the Bronx. Um, Sin City, if you guys don't know, was a strip club in the Bronx uh, on 138th Street. And it closed, I want to say, in 2013. Or 2000, and, I think it was 2013. I think, and I wasn't 21, so I had, and then it closed I, before I turned 21, so I never had a chance to go. So I definitely want to hit a New York, uh, uh, down south 
strip club because they get it in. Like I'm trying to go to fucking uh, uh, um, the city of magic. I want to go to fucking uh, King of Diamonds, the Gold Club. Uh, what's the other ones? Onyx. Like I'm trying to go to Blue Flame. Like I need to go. Like so, I'm definitely writing down. That's that's on the list. Like whenever COVID, you know, lightens up and it's really and it really is safe to travel. I'm trying to go to Atlanta. <laughs> I'm trying to go to Atlanta, bruh. I need to go to the city of magic, man. I need some magic in my life. Facts. I need some magic. So, I mean, you know, shout out to Lou Will, man. Shout out to Lou Will. Risking it all uh, for, for the legs and the thighs. Shout out to Lou Will. And I I will shit. I hope I get to see you when I go to the city of magic. God damn it. Don't be shy now. When COVID clear up. I'm trying to see you in the city of magic so I could take a picture of you. God damn it. <laughs> but the, shout out to Lou Will, man. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R O D G E R S, neighborhood N E I G H B O R. H O O D Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood R O D G E R S Neighborhood N G H B R H D. There are no vowels in neighborhood on Twitter, and I'm saying it and repeating it for the one millionth time because I ask you guys weekly to send in comments, questions, concerns, feedback, constructive criticism, whatever you have for me. Um, and you guys don't let me down, man. It, it makes me feel so special. It, it really does. Like. The fact that, like, I open my phone and I see messages, like, or people listen to the show and have feedback from the show. Or people listen and say, hey, man, I really enjoyed your show. I'm going to continue to listen. I gave you a chance. I really like what you what, what I heard. Like, that type of shit, man. That's the shit that, like, money can't buy, I guess. Like, the fact that, like, I put some shit out on the internet, right? And I just, hey, listen to this if you like. And people are listening. People enjoy what they hear. So that really makes me happy. Um, For this week, similar to last week, I'm only going to answer one because I talk a lot. So <laughs> I talk a lot. And this is a question that, like, I know I'm going to be talking a lot about. So I'm just going to do one. Um, Just like last week, I only did one. So uh, the question that I was asked was, what do you want to accomplish with your platform? When you wake up at 50, what do you want the legacy of this platform to be? Man, now that is a fucking question. Like, like that is a question. Um, I'm going to try my best to answer this in the most succinct way possible, even though I know I'm long-winded as fuck. I'm a long-winded motherfucker, but whatever. I'm going to try my best. So let me answer the first part. What do you want to accomplish with this platform? And what do you want your legacy to be? Um, what I want to accomplish with this platform is a bunch of things. I want to like, for I'm a, I guess I'm, let me just break it up. So socially with this platform, what I want to accomplish, I want this to be a, 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 a stepping stone for the, for the new generation. Obviously I would like, financial security and hopefully you know this podcast could take me on places where i could gain money and influence and all that good stuff you know and help my mom out and put her in the house and you know all that good shit like i always have that dream of like 
take your mom to this big ass house and have her eyes closed and say, hey, ma, take the blindfold off. And she sees the house and this this bit. And I say, this house is yours. Like that is like, man, that would be something awesome. Like to put my grandmama in a house or my mom in a house. But like, whatever, that's off message. Um, I want this podcast to be other than, you know, lucrative. I would like it to be a stepping stone. And what I mean by that is like, I would want young people younger people because i'm young i'm not old but younger people like especially from new york from the bronx from wherever you know low-income neighborhoods low-income situations to know that something like this is possible you know what i'm saying like something like this is attainable and not everyone is gonna be able to play basketball not everyone is gonna be able to make the hottest rap song so Growing up in our communities, that is the way that we know that we can get out of our situations, of our poverty, of our, you know, um, our social economic situations to help our family. But, you know, the world has changed in so many ways. Like this, this platform, something like this is doable. Like I'm not a guy who's come from resources or immense wealth like where I went to high school, there was no AC in the summer. There was no heat in the winter. Like we weren't given those resources. I'm from the Bronx. Like we weren't given that those things weren't instilled in us that we could be whatever we could do, whatever and we could accomplish, whatever. My family, of course, was the one telling me that, but like we weren't taught that in school and we weren't a lot of the kids are just doing what they can to get by. You know what I'm saying? And my dream would to be like, kid like young kids like 13 14 15 16 hear the something like this a podcast like this a, with a young black person preaching positivity preaching ownership preaching um uh, the value of of our minds and following in the footsteps like not it doesn't have to be a podcast it could be a business you start a business or you start a non-for-profit organization or you start, you know, a clothing line or you start, you know, uh, uh, after school program or daycare or something that you have, something that you own and you be able to provide things for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. Like my my in my head, when I just let my mind go free, like I just picture just even let's just say this podcast. Right. Boom. I get to a level where you know, I'm lucrative, I'm hot, right? I would love to just say, okay, boom. Denzel does a podcast. That's his, that's where he's excellent at. That's his, that's his talent, his God-given talent. But there's a lot of things that Denzel can't do. Denzel can't draw. Maybe I could hire a graphic designer like I did with my guy, Aaron Davis, who did my logo. I could have, I could be their first client, a young black person, a graphic designer. You could, I could hire you as my client. You could start a business, Right. I could be your first client or I may need a barber. I could young black, young black barber. You could be my barber. I could be your first client. You could start a business, uh, uh, a young black photographer. I need photos taken. You could start a business. I could be your first client. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, um, a trainer, a nutritionist, a chef, like all these things that I could start. I could like 
jumpstart these people and they can start businesses and then they could hire other people, other young black people to either cut hair or take pictures or help them. And then hopefully they start businesses and then they just keep that cycle going of wealth being accumulated by young black people. That's that is like when I think about how I can affect things, of course, preaching positivity is number one. That's always going to be number one preaching positivity um but like i just think of that like man what if i could hire a barber and he starts a business and then i could be his first client he posts me on social media people start fucking with him he could open a shop he could have other black barbers in there right i could have hire a photographer they take my pictures promo pictures or whatever they start a business i'm their client their first client they post the pictures they take of me other people want to fuck with them. Now they have a lucrative photo business, a lucrative video business, a lucrative uh, um, training business, a lucrative chef, uh, catering business. Like that is just where my mind, you know, goes like and that's how you, you know, create generational wealth, if you will. Right. Employing and letting other people in. That is what I want to do with this platform. I just want it to be open I want to let everybody in. I want everybody to win who looks like me, who comes from where I come from, who knows what it was like growing up the way that we did. And they could have a chance to secure finances for their family where they could send their kids to the best schools or they could, you know, just not worry about the food stamps and the welfare and living in the hood and all those things like that is just like my dream, like just to make this platform go to the top and then I'm able to bring up, elevate so many more people just as it relates to this, like something as small as a podcast, me talking on the Internet could grow to a level where I could make, let's say just making it up. I can make 10 people millionaires like that would be amazing. That would be fucking amazing. That would be amazing. Like and I just dream about that shit. Like, man, what if I could fucking bring the Bronx along, start things in the Bronx, create programs, donate shit and jumpstart the kids, maybe start open up a a, a, a center in the Bronx for kids who want to do media or for just a safe place for them to go after school and just create so much, just create so many beautiful things in the Bronx or create so many beautiful things for black people to come behind you know like that's just what i dream about and i love expressing myself i love to talk but like that like when you talk about impact when you talk about legacy you know how will denzel be remembered um that is what i want like denzel started this podcast in 2020 and from the podcast he was able to employ so many black people he was able to jumpstart so many black people. They could have lucrative businesses. They could, you know, chain, break a lot of the generational curses. He was very philanthropic with his, you know, money and time and give back to the Bronx. Like, that is what I want. Like, that's just what I want. I, I have so I have a lot of lofty aspirations with this podcast. Like, and I, I just feel it in my heart. Like, I just feel like, that shit is going to happen. Like that shit is going to fucking happen. And I'm going to be able to 
change lives of a whole bunch of people or inspire a whole bunch of people to start to start chasing their dreams like to start pursuing their passions or just to know that there is another way to you know make an impact on the world it doesn't have to be dribbling a basketball and it doesn't have to be rapping over a beat it doesn't have to be um doing any illegal activity you could just go for your shit like go for your passions whether you like to cook draw cut hair do nails like whatever it is like you could just go for it like that that is like what i want that's my dream that is my dream and i don't even know if that was coherent but like i'm keeping that shit all i'm keeping all of that in (laughs) i'm not editing nothing out of that answer thank you for the question i really appreciate that that's my dream man to inspire the youth to show them that there's another way um to gain money and uh accomplish their goals and achieve their dreams and when i get on i want to put so many i want to jump start so many people i want to put people on and i want to give back to where i'm from i want to give back to the bronx so to answer your question in a very long-winded way that's my answer um, I'm keeping that all in. I want you guys to hear my rambling. <laughs> I want to make sure I keep all that in, all that rambling shit, like just me talking, like, cause that's what I think about. Like, you know, I, I do my show, I write it, I do my research and all, but I really think about that shit. Like, man, what if I could fucking open up a, a, a after school center for the kids? What if I could, you know, create help create black businesses or jumpstart black businesses what if i could fucking uh uh uh, start food drives clothing drives help people from the bronx where i'm from get new textbooks for the kids uh help the schools with funding you know so kids don't have to grow up like i did go to a high school with no ac with no heat with textbooks from the 1980s is 2007 like why am i reading this textbook you know what i'm saying like that is just that's the shit i dream about that is the shit i dream about or when i go off into my own world that's what i that's the life that i envision for me and for my for myself and for my family so thank you again for the question i really truly appreciate it enjoy the rambling (laughs) and um i look forward to engaging with you guys more and more and more i love i love when i get stuff like that critical i love the fun questions as well don't get me wrong like you know what's my favorite food or whatever but like i love those type of questions like where you can like really get into my brain and see how it works if if that makes sense if anything makes sense that i say (laughs) so thank you again for the questions and i look forward to more engagement with y'all i really appreciate it thank you Next on the docket, I'm going to talk about a small topic in particular. So before I even like have all the other shit that I've prepared, I want to ask a question. Who is more toxic, men or women? Right. That's how I want to start it. Who is more toxic, men or women? So um, what brought me to that thought pattern was. Um, on The Breakfast Club, which is a um, a morning show in New York, um, uh, they have a segment called Donkey of the Day. 
And donkey of the day means the person who just did like some a person who did something stupid uh, or, you know, really like, you know, really dumb for that day in particular. So um, on July the 22nd and on another date in July, don't remember the date. They had two donkeys of the days and it was two women. And the two women both did things against men that would be perceived as toxic. So the first woman um, shot her boyfriend, (laughs) shot her boyfriend because he refused to argue with her. Think about that. He she shot him like shot like a bullet because he refused to argue with her. Like, bro, what, Doug? What? And the second one was a woman who set a man's car on fire, but didn't really know how to set the fire. So ended up the explosion from when she poured the mat, the gas and the match in the car fucking shot her across the fucking street. And she got up and ran away, went to the hospital with burns and cuts and all that shit. So I'm going to play you these clips. The first one is about the woman who shot her man or a man for refusing to argue with her and the second is a woman who set a guy's car on fire and they're both from the breakfast club which is on power 105.1 who's donkey of the day today donkey of the day for wednesday july 22nd goes to a 29 year old woman in louisiana named jenna lisa lawrence now jenna lisa lawrence is wanted for attempted second degree murder Her bond is $150,000, and police believe she fled from Louisiana to Dallas because that's where she's from, or that's what they thought. She's actually turned herself in since then. Uh, Second-degree murder. Well, what did this young queen do to catch that charge? Well, Jenna Lisa is what I like to call a peace disruptor, an agitator of auras, the type that cannot allow a spirit to just be still. See, according to Action News 2 in Atlanta, Jenna Lisa was upset because her boyfriend refused to argue with her. Did you hear me? Jenna Lisa was upset because her boyfriend refused to argue with her. Jenna Lisa, do you know how many women would love to have a man who doesn't argue with them? Do you know how many women would love to have a man who didn't pick a fight about every little thing? It's some women driving to work right now, listening to Donkey of the Day, angry because their man picked a fight with them last night or first thing this morning. They was up arguing about something stupid. I promise you this quarantine has tested the strength of so many relationships, has tested the patience in so many relationships, and so many people have sat around and asked themselves repeatedly, what are we arguing about now? That shit is great. Like, And then, so that's the first one about the woman who shot her the man for refusing to argue with her and now here's the second one about the woman who set the guy's car on fire donkey of the day for thursday july 30th goes to a young 26 year old queen named sydney parham you know who sydney parham is don't you well you may not know her name but you know her claim to infamy see sydney is the michigan woman who recently went viral because she couldn't wait to exhale (laughs) oh yes she got her bernadine harris setting john's car on fire on when she was caught on camera blowing up her boyfriend's suv the woman busts out a window in the jeep pours gasoline inside and then throws a match the force of the explosion she's caused throws her backward but she crawls back to pick up the gas can and takes off as the jeep begins to go up and 
in flames. That Jeep was all of three months old. The owner of it, Avery Stevenson, didn't want to go on camera, but he did tell us that while he knows 26-year-old Sydney Parham, she was not his girlfriend. As to a possible motive, he says he's not quite sure. He woke up to the boom of his Jeep exploding on Wednesday, rushed to his balcony, pulled out his phone, and couldn't believe what he was seeing. Parham has been charged with arson. You can see from her mugshot, she's got a couple burns on her face. The sheriff's department says she's going to be okay. She is expected back in court on August 5th. Sydney, you thought that was your boyfriend. But as you just heard, he's not even claiming you. Bruh. So that brings me here to ask this question. Who is more toxic, men or women? And I honestly think it's women because if you subscribe to the theory that women are smarter than men, which is a theory that I don't have a problem subscribing to, then that means because they're smarter, they do things better or they do worse things better because they're smarter, if that makes any sense. So a woman would shoot you because you won't argue with her. A woman would set your whole fucking car on fire because you made her mad or because you curved her. Like they said, the guy, he said, I know her, but she ain't my girl. So you, so, so the toxic, the toxicity was pouring out of you like you was a black mamba snake. Mm, 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 mm. Women are always been, I've always been more toxic. I mean, even like. Because men do, in my opinion, men do stupid shit. We lie about going to the strip club or something. Where you at? Oh, I'm at uh, Johnny House. And he at fucking the City of Magic. You know what I'm saying? We lie about stupid shit like that. Or, um, you know, that you catch us in a in a predicament and we'll just be dumb like about it. Like, oh, man, I even I didn't even think about why I was at the pool with all them bitches in bikinis. Like, yo, I, I just wanted to go to the pool. You know, like we'll say some stupid shit like that. Women will set your car on fire, will fucking slash your tires and key your car and burn your clothes and rip your sneakers apart and do all that shit to you. When they upset or when they get ready to be in a bag. So I've never read a report. I'm sure it's happened, but I've never read a report of a guy, you know, burning down a woman's car or throwing all her clothes out on the street or, you know, doing some astronomical shit because they had an attitude. Like, so in my opinion, in my opinion, women are more toxic than men way more toxic because they're smarter so you know (laughs) like they will do something to you that will really fuck you up like you know what i'm saying like i just think that they'll do like just something that you're like god damn you did that like they'll fucking break your high school trophy or something something that means a lot to you they'll destroy it because they're like mad at you or something like (laughs) oh shit but yeah man i i just think and let me know hit me up tell me why but i think that women are more toxic than men i think men do more stupid shit i think we do a lot of stupid shit shit that you say 
are you dead ass? You really did that? Like, are you that dumb? But women do like sadistic shit, like the shit that'll really fuck you up. The shit that we do is like an inconvenience. Like, why would you lie to me about something so dumb? The shit that y'all do is like, all right, now I have to fucking call the insurance company. (laughs) That's the difference. I think that is the difference between men and women. And also women are like toxic in a way like they like, dang, I don't even know how to frame it. I'm going to play you something. I'm going to play you a clip from Janae Aiko, who is a very talented musician. And I just want you to hear what she says in this clip. And this is from her song. I think it's called Pussy Fairy. Great name. Great name for a song. Uh, I just want to play you the clip. I don't even know what to call this kind of toxicity. This is toxic. I'm going to play you this clip from Janae Aiko's Pussy Fairy. I just sprung off in the springtime Fuck all your free time You don't need no me time That's you and me time we be- She said Fuck all your free time You don't need no free time That's you and me time Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? That is so toxic bro I can't have no free time I gotta be around your ass All day and all night what the hell? Like, that's the shit that women be on. And then Janae Aiko, because she's a very talented musician, she sings things beautifully, amazing writer, amazing artist. She'll put something out like that that is extremely toxic. And then all the women be like, oh, yeah, you don't need no free time, nigga. That's you and me time. Like, no. And now you're just perpetuating the toxic. And now you're just you're just snowballing the toxic so then a man will go to fucking the city of magic and lie to you and tell you that he's at johnny's house because you saying i can't have no free time because you saying that i need free time so i don't know that literally those two clips that i saw and just like thinking about it like women are in my opinion So much more toxic than men. So much more. So much more toxic. You're going to burn my... You're going to say, I can't have no free time from you. So I'm around you all the time. I'm going to start to hate you because I'm literally around you all the time. Then if you want to argue and I don't want to argue, you shoot me. And then on top of that, when I'm asleep, you'll burn my car down. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) And we just deal with it. You see? You see what we deal with? Y'all just dealing with me trying to go to the City of Magic and eat some chicken wings. Y'all over here burning up cars and shooting me. That's crazy. So women unequivocally, unequivocally are more toxic than men. That is my two cents. Last on the docket, I want to talk about one one of the most anticipated things that I'm looking forward to this week. Oh, no, not this week. Yes, this week, because I'm recording this on the 1st of August. Um, it is going to be the 2 Chains versus Rick Ross versus, oh my goodness, I need an air horn for that. Um, basically, you know, versus, it's the uh, Timbaland and Swiss Beat started uh, a program where rappers or musicians or whomever take their best tracks and they um, they basically play 20 against 20. So your 20 versus my 20. And um it's usually awesome. Like, it's usually great. They've had amazing matchups. 
uh, Jill Scott, Erica Badu. They've had uh, Alicia Keys and John Legend, DMX and Snoop. That was the most recent one. They had a, a reggae one with Bounty Killer and uh, and uh, Beanie Man, was it? I hope that's right. Yeah, I think it was Bounty Killer and Beanie Man. And they had um, the gospel one with Kurt Franklin. And uh, they had... Uh, uh, who else was on it? A few other people, a few other notable people did it. I think Jagged Edge and 112 did one. Like it, it was like they do a great job with that. So now they have Rick Ross and they have Two Chains, and Rick Ross and Two Chains literally. Jay Z, in my opinion, is the greatest rapper ever. Kanye, in my opinion, is my favorite hip hop musician ever. Nas, not too many people better. <laughs> Andre 2000, not too many people better. Pac, Big, you know, you know the vibes. But Rick Ross and 2 Chains are two of my favorite, 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 favorite artists. Fate, like two of my favorites, my favorites. So I'm super excited to see to see this. Like I was just thinking about like which 20 are they going to pick? Like I'm going to just read you a whole bunch of Rick Ross songs and a whole bunch of 2 Chainz songs. If you're not fans of them, after I read you the songs and maybe you want to listen to them, you're going to be a fan. So look, this is just what Rick Ross could play. This is what he could play. Hustling, Push It, The Boss, Here I Am, Magnificent, Aston Martin Music featuring Drake, Blowing Money Fast, Nine Piece with Lil Wayne, Stay Scheming featuring Drake and French, Montana, Dice Pineapples featuring Wale, A Hundred Black Coffins, The Devil is Alive featuring Jay-Z, uh, Three Kings featuring Jay-Z and Dr. Dre. Amsterdam, Ashamed, 16 featuring Andre 3000. Tears of Joy featuring CeeLo. Live Fast and Die Young featuring Kanye. Sanctify featuring Kanye and Big Sean. Freemason featuring Jay-Z. Pirates, <clears throat> Santorini, Greece. Apple of My Eye featuring Raphael Sadiq. Idols Become Rivals. Um, <laughs> Scientology, Turnpike Ike. Vegas Residency. Rich Nigga Lifestyle featuring Nipsey Hussle and Tiana Taylor. Big time. Like, that's just some of the joints that Rick Ross could play. And those is all joints. And then two chains. You got the player circle joints, like with Duffel Bag Boy. Then you got Yuck. You got Crack. No Lie featuring Drake. A birthday song with Kanye. I'm Different. Riot. Feds Watching, which is one of my favorite two chain songs with Pharrell. Um, then you got the Collie Grove album. That was a joint album with Lil Wayne. You got Bounce on there, Blue C Note, Bentley Truck, uh, Watch Out, uh, Riverdale Road, which was on If Pretty Girls Like Trap Music, um, 4 AM, It's a Vibe featuring Ty Dolla and Janae Aiko, um, Forgiven, Threat to Society, Money in the Way, Two Dollar Bill, Sam. Um, then he got the great mixtape joints and EPs like uh, Land of the Freaks was off one of his EPs. Okay, Bitch was off one of his EPs. Um, then you got, uh, dang, what else? Two chains. Um, oh man, Daniel signed the Necklace Don. That was one of his EPs with Get Out the Bed and Ghetto and Ounces Back. Like they have joints, like joint joints. They're really two of my favorites. Some of those songs you probably don't even know if you're familiar with. Um, two chains and Rick Ross, but like, yo, I don't even know who's gonna win, bro. Because, all right, boom, let's say Rick Ross goes heavy with the hits, hustling, um, uh, magnificent Aston Martin music with Drake. Like, two chains got songs with Drake, he got yuck. I mean, not yuck, he got um, no lie, 
if if Rick Ross goes hard with the nine piece or with John, I mean, yeah, John, uh, like that two chains could easily counter that with bounce or with Bentley truck, like, or if Rick Ross want to get in his like stunt bag, I talk my, my nice talk, rich nigga lifestyle, two chains could easily counter that with $2 bill or money in the way. Like I am super excited. I am super excited about this versus. I'm going to be watching it start to finish. I think they did that thing partnered with Apple. So you could like watch it on your television. You don't have to like just stick on your phone and watch it. Two Chains and Rick Ross. I'm so hype about this because I love rap. Like I love rap. I love and I love people who can rap and make songs. It's the difference between someone who could like make really good songy songs and like catchy hooks and shit. Then there's the people who can rap, rap, rap really well. And then there's the people who could do both. And 2 Chains can rap his ass off. And he makes great songs. Rick Ross can rap his ass off. And they make great songs. So I am super excited about this shit. I hear a lot of people saying 2 Chains is at a disadvantage. Because Rick Ross has just had... And then Rick Ross has even the Maybach Music joints. Like the Maybach Music um, albums. Like with that had... Meek Mill and Stally, Gunplay, um, like Wale is featured on a lot of Rick Ross joints. Like, yo, I don't know, man. <laughs> I really don't know. This is the one. This is one of the versus matchups that I'm really excited about. I'm really, really, really excited about this one. So, you know, I'm going to have next week, I'm going to have a full breakdown. Because there's going to be, I know they're going to play songs that I wouldn't played or that I really like and that people don't really fuck with. Like, I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited. So um, stay tuned for next week's show because I'm definitely having that commentary on there. Rick Ross versus um, 2 Chains and the Verses. Man, shot, and the winner of this is the culture. Honestly, the winner is the culture because there's a lot of people who don't know Rick Ross music from like 06 07 and there's people who don't know two changes stuff from when he was in player circle or for when he was um uh in like his early mixtapes like true religion when he had his mind i spend it like shit like that like oh, i'm just hype i'm just so hype about it so shout out to swizz beat shout out to timbaland for creating verses and shout out to rick ross and two chains two of my favorite 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 artists man so i'm really excited about it I'm really excited. I can't wait next week to come in and talk to y'all about it. I cannot wait to talk to y'all about it. It's going to be so great. Last on the docket, um, I want to go back to sports, but it's really like some, this was like one of the best things that I've seen. Um, so the NBA in their bubble, um, you know, and the WNBA to his credit, um, and Major League Baseball, sports are uh, tribute doing tributes to the Black Lives Matter movement there um, and they're showing solidarity in support of the people lo- of the people's lives who have been lost due to police brutality over policing rate and systemic racism. Um, so the NBA has done things like they've allowed players to have slogans on the back of their jerseys. So instead of their name, it'll be a slogan. So, for example, uh, Russell Westbrook, I'm just making it up. Russell Westbrook wears number zero. So instead of saying Westbrook, zero on the back of his jersey it'll say black lives matter zero right then they have the black lives matter on the court 
and um, the WNBA has had Breonna Taylor's name on every single one of their jerseys. And like, they're really like, they allowed, um, the NBA allowed all the players to kneel for the national anthem as a, a shout out to Colin Kaepernick and as a shout out to the message that Colin Kaepernick was trying to convey. And like, it's fire. Like, I love seeing it. The The MLB even had people kneeling. Major League Baseball is the MLB. Uh, NASCAR did a bunch of tributes for it. Like, it's awesome. Like the move, the movement has become mainstream, and not mainstream in a bad way. Like mainstream, as in no, this is going to be a visible thing that no one can escape from. So you're a racist, but you like basketball. Well, guess what? Black Lives Matter is on the fucking basketball court. And when Westwood Westbrook or James Harden does the step back three, Westwood Westbrook dunks or. Luka Doncic does a nice move or Jason Tatum does an awesome, you know, crossover or something. You're going to see the slogans equality or um, enough or I am a man or Black Lives Matter or um, educational reform or like shit like that. Like that's I just think that that's fucking amazing. So um, shout out to the NBA for that. Shout out to Album Silver. Shout out to Michelle Roberts. And um I wanted to play you a clip from Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is the coach of the Los Angeles Clippers, who's black. Um, and he talked about kneeling. So um, basically, he was saying, I got I had a chance to kneel for the national anthem today. And I knelt for two minutes. My knees were hurting for two minutes that I was kneeling. You saw people who had to get towels to protect their knees because it hurts to kneel for an extended period of time. That should put in context how egregious it is to have someone kneel on your neck for nine minutes. And I just thought that shit was really powerful. And I wanted to share it with you guys. Bear with me. The audio quality isn't that great. I tried my best to find the best quality so I could get the clip for you. But And Doc Rivers has a really raspy voice. But um, just bear with me and try to hear what he's saying. Um, this is Doc Rivers after the game against the Lakers talking about kneeling. Uh, on that note, I want to I want to make one more comment that I noticed. Um, can I ask them questions? The media, sure. like how how long do you think the national anthem lasted? Two minutes. So the hardest thing that happened to me in the game today was kneeling for two minutes. Like my knee would hurt. And, and in the middle of it, I'm thinking, in two minutes, my knee is hurting. Yet there was a guy that had his knee on someone's neck for eight minutes. Think about that. The national anthem took two minutes. There were guys that needed towels and things to get under their knees. And yet, someone kneeled on another human being's neck for eight minutes. That's nuts when you think about it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Facts, facts only. So shout out to the NBA. Shout out to Doc Rivers. Shout out to Adam Silver and Michelle Roberts and the entire Players Association, all the players who participate, all the players who stand up for social justice, all the leagues who are understanding the, the reality of our situations that we you can't run from the topic. You can't run from it. Like a lot of major corporations take the stance of, I'm going to just turn the blind eye to it, but... The movement is so powerful that you have no choice but to acknowledge the movement and to dedicate resources for change. So I fuck with that. And I always I love I always make sure I say thank you to, you know, the essential workers and people who listen. But thank you to using their 
Thank you to the people who use their voices to affect change in a positive way. And it doesn't necessarily mean you do a podcast. It could be you start a petition. It could be you speak your mind on social media. For the NBA, you could have Black Lives Matter on the court. That's a message. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have Black Lives Matter on the players' jerseys. People talking about injustices freely without fear of losing endorsements, losing money. Like, because the movement is just so powerful. And again, shout out to Colin Kaepernick, man. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. He had the foresight. He had it. He just had it. Sometimes people just, you get that that message. This is going to be my call. This is my real calling. Colin Kaepernick is an amazing athlete, but his calling was to be an advocate for social justice and for change. And he sacrificed so much just to bring attention to something that people didn't want to believe. People wanted to turn the blind eye to. But literally now, four years later, it is something that you cannot run away from. You cannot. So I just wanted to give some love to the NBA, to the to Major League Baseball, the MLB, um, to the WNBA, to NASCAR, to Formula One, to golf, all the sport platforms that have acknowledged the Black Lives Matter movement, acknowledged the unjust killings by policemen and women, and acknowledged that black lives fucking matter because they do. Black lives matter. So I just want I just wanted to make sure I could squeeze that in. I had to bring attention to that. I love I just it just like was awesome to me. Like that he just was able to frame it that way. Like, look, I fucking kneeled for the national anthem for two minutes. My knee was in pain. Professional athletes' knees were in pain. Could you imagine having someone press their knee on your neck for not, for eight minutes? I just thought that shit was hard. So shout out to Doc Rivers, man. I really appreciated that sentiment. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 26 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host. Once again, my name is Denzel. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to all the essential workers. Thank you to everyone who is uh, active and engaging with me on social media. Thank you for all this love and for all the support that you guys have shown to me in this early stage of the show. Um, please do what you can to bring more attention to the three men who murdered Breonna Taylor. Again, their names are uh what are, what are their names? Hold on, I have it here. I have it written down. Uh, Brett Hankinson, John Mattingly, and Miles Cosgrove. These men are still free. Those are the murderers of Breonna Taylor. Um, do please, whatever you can, whether it's reposting something on social media. Like I, for me, I have a podcast. Um, signing a petition if it goes around. Just. Do what you can to help bring justice to these men who took Breonna Taylor's life in her home. Um, man, I, I, you know what? I'm just really happy about where things are going. I love that black people have, have, or no, 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 let me rephrase. I'm happy that more and more black people are not afraid to use their platforms. That's what I'll say. I'm really excited about that. More and more black people are not afraid to use their platforms. That's that on that. So, I'm going to phase you guys out with a great song. I'm sticking in my R&B wave. I hope you guys have liked it. I've liked it. I've honestly liked it. Like just the, 
you know, because I'm a hip-hop guy. I'm just a hip-hop guy. But I have I have layers. Like, I have other things. I like other types of music. Hip-hop's number one, but I love R&B music. I love soul music. I love reggae. And uh, even some pop songs are cool. Like, you know, I like those types of songs. Hip-hop is just my number one. So I'm going to fade you out with a great song. This is called Love Again by Daniel Caesar and Brandy. Um, and that this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 26. Uh, hope you guys have a great week. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And uh, Black Lives Matter. And arrest the men, the murderers of Breonna Taylor. Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 26. We are out. I wake from my slumber I wish I could call you up Miss how you'd put your love on me Boy, you got my number Wish I could feel your touch Wish you could follow up on me You never know when to chill Always talk about keep it real only till you've had your fill Then you wanna cry ill will Really thought you know the deal Oh, oh well I guess that's what happens When two fools be falling in love Mixing some pain and some passion Nothing is ever enough. If you can take my hand I promise we'll find love again Love again If you can take my hand, I promise we'll find love again. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't even say what's up. Round your boys. So tough, like you've never been in love. If you don't quit acting up, alone is why you don't end up. I promise you may think that I'm crazy. You should ask around about me. Put your trust in me, baby. Take my hand
find love. 